Hi guys and welcome back to the EFF Reaction Podcast. I'm Lewis and I'm with Max again for another episode as we dive into the world of Euro Fantasy Football. Uh, how are you this week, Max? Up to much? Well, as you can imagine, I'm in a good mood after a certain match that's just happened. But yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. Apart from a few uh, poor performances from a few of my players, but we'll touch on to that in a, in a short while. How are you doing, Lewis? Pretty good. Second uh, vaccine done today. Feeling okay so far, apart from a dead arm. Um, but yeah, feeling good so far. And obviously, this week has been a bit crazy for football, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been crazy, but it's been exciting, especially the, you know some of the some of the games, uh, especially yesterday. Uh, mm. Some of the games, you know, the goals that have been going in, the shocks. It's been very exciting, and yeah. Very good I, to watch as a as a neutral. Some of the games I can't remember a tournament um, this mental um, for, for for you know for consistently crazy matches. Can you? Well, I it's well. There's a seven nil that I can imagine. I can oh, it's well. coming to my mind. But <laughs> apart from yeah, this in terms of the games and uh, you, you know teams are coming back and fighting back. There's it's got it all this tournament so far, um, and I do think it's very difficult. You know, particularly predict who's going to do what because you know some big teams have gone out and you've got some teams that are uh, kind of clawing their way through the tournament but they're still there so it's yeah it's Mm. exciting times so before we get to what you know some of the highlights of this week uh, we'll just just quickly mention what we're going to be discussing in this pod so it's obviously a game review quick game review to finish off match day three which was the last match day um how we're how we're doing um going into well how we're doing now currently match day four of one game left to play which is sweden and ukraine a bit of a stinker this week i think all around maybe um and how we're going to cope with match day five without having a wild card again first though we've got to touch upon some stuff that's happened this week and obviously firstly um italy um challenged by austria weren't they yeah i think this italian team you're starting to you know i know they won that game in extra, you know, in extra time. But it's starting to think, you know, are they as strong as you know we made out? I know they had all these clean sheets, but it does make you question somewhat some of the their ability to beat some of the bigger sides because I know Austria aren't the strongest of sides in comparison to some of the teams that are left in the tournament. So, you know, you could look at that and think maybe are they are they going to go all the way? But of course, we'll see when in the next game is if they beat, of course, beat Belgium then. It's a different story altogether, but it's interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think Italy they they did dominate, but in in terms of um, in terms of chances and stuff, yeah, they created some, but they weren't exactly great, were they? Austria obviously did did I think better than a lot of people thought they would, and they just had a really fit, uh, physically fit team that, and, and maybe that's what you need against um, Italy. A bit of fit, you know, a lot of physical strength and fitness of course but and then moving on to the Netherlands I mean what did you think of that one Czech Republic and Netherlands yeah I mean it was a good game for um for them but it's, it's difficult because you look at some of the some of the players and you think they're gonna you know they're gonna step up and it's just like I, I know we had the amount of players that across the you know across the board that some of us had for the Netherlands and then <laughs> it does kind of put your team into a you know where they are currently it's um but yeah i mean czech, czech republic were a solid you know they were solid and it does looking at the netherlands maybe mm. they missed obviously the sending off had a massive difference and it does make you also question them 
you know Van Dyke not being there and how much that's had an impact on them. But regardless, I think if you're an you know if you're a Netherlands kind of uh, you know if you're from the Netherlands and supporting them in the tournament, you'd question their kind of mentality because yeah, it was it, it wasn't a very good performance really at all. Yeah, I think overall, again, um, Netherlands felt like they did dominate and have the best chances, but again, just missed that missed that edge. And it's it's obviously we all uh, plan to go into that game, and we'll talk more about this in in our in, in our own you know, sort of match reviews and stuff. But I mean, for players like Wijnaldum, uh, Depay, and these this is a team, this is the Netherlands team who absolutely breezed through in terms of scoring goals they breezed through um the group stages didn't they i mean they were pretty relentless so another shock there and then obviously we move on to france wow i mean thoughts on that one great exactly <laughs> now to be fair he did play well but he was really good yeah, he was he was playing some good balls and you know they were battling but yeah, I, there was a few times in the game where i thought France, you know, they could have finished him off, and then of course Laurie's made the save, and I thought it, I thought Switzerland blew it. To be honest, I thought you know what they have a chance to go two, you know, two nil up, and then suddenly it quickly changes. But I think Vieira was talking, you know, on the on the commentary after, and he was kind of again linking to the Netherlands game as well, looking at the mentality, and you also think in them sort of games and they keep battling on, but they just didn't have didn't have enough, and then I know it went to penalties, of course, and. But that and it's obviously unlucky going out to penalties. But you think three one up, you know, game management. You should, you know. Mm-hmm. But they couldn't really handle it. Some of them, cro- some of the crosses that are coming in, and it just it makes you think like maybe that's the sort of thing you need to do against against the, um some of the some of the bigger sides. So yeah, it's interesting. But I'm I'm as an England fan, of course, glad that France are out. Yeah, I mean that's that's two huge teams that are out France, and obviously that were in the, the path of. England anyway and then obviously Netherlands who would have clashed obviously depending on results probably just just after the Sweden Ukraine whoever England whoever England are going to face so I mean that's two big bonuses for for everyone really isn't it I mean it's not just England it's 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 everyone but but obviously we'll look at uh, more of this stuff and how it affected our Euro fantasy a bit more uh, into the pod so firstly let me just um let me just do a pick free shout out. Um, so the winner with uh, from for, this is from match day three. So the winner with Ronaldo, uh, Ronaldo who got ten, Wijnaldum who got thirteen, and De Bruyne who got six. So combined twenty nine points. And the winner of pick three was at Ostratlorps UK. So just make sure that you give them a follow. That's at capital A lowercase U S T R A L O R P S capitals UK. Ostralops UK. So just make sure you give them a follow and well done. Um, obviously we know there's a pick three currently on now and depending on the um obviously the, the result with the with the Sweden well returns of the Sweden and Ukraine players, uh, that will decide the, the winner of pick three for match day four. So moving on um actually to to what happened in match day three, just a general um summary. Um, how did you line up and how did you do Max for last week? Because last last week I felt went okay. Yeah, it was it was kind of an average performance. So I had the the so match day three. I had the stick a second batting goal. So I got the six points clean sheet. I had Toloi six points clean sheet. I had Dumfries who was bought off at half time, which was a one point. I had Melee, which got an eight point, got a goal, and then I had um, Monier 
who didn't start and only played 15 minutes, which I then subbed on for Gosens, which who also got one point. Um, then in midfield, I had um, uh, Kevin uh, Kevin De Bruyne, um, who got me six points. And then looking at Chiesa, I got three points. Now that was frustrating because obviously we know what happened the week after. But yeah, he only, yeah. Got, me a, only got me the three points. I had what Genie went out so for for this game, you know, against the against uh, North Macedonia, he did really well, and uh, mm. he got me thirteen points. So that was like my high scorer. But uh, unfortunately, I didn't captain him. <laughs> mm. My original captain was on Chiesa, and then I changed it to Sergio Gnabry, who was also in my lineup, and he was he only got uh, got the two points. And then I had um, Yaramachuk, uh, who obviously they lost one nil to Austria. So I got only got two points there. Isaac who got me two points and I was I thought it was a bit frustrating he didn't get an assist um, <laughs> but it, it is what it is um, I also had um, Malinowski who was originally you know he was he was in my in my lineup but then I he, he ended up getting one point so I yeah. substituted him out I had Yilmaz two points so we're looking I had Pickford on the bench but of course I got the clean sheet from Stecklenburg so I didn't really change that yeah. but then I had yeah Overall, I got fifty-two points. Now it wasn't; it was, it was an average performance. But for me, I think it's again these captain choices. They can make a difference. And of course, there you, you would have seen if I got got the captain choice right, I would have got twenty-six yeah. points. An extra thirteen points would have took me to sixty-five. And suddenly, you know, you're looking at a different kind of different kind of game week. So it was, yeah, it was a frustrating one. But I had a couple of you know, a couple of returns, but also at the same time you know some some blanks that I wouldn't have expected from you know Dumfries and Gozens but yeah frustrating but um it is what it is 52 uh, for me i mean match day 3 what i'm going to remember match day 3 for is 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 the week that we assumed there would be quite a lot of rotation so for me lining up, up into this i was pretty much right right i'm going to avoid Vinaldum i'm going to avoid Depay i'm going to avoid all these big players and they just all seem to come in. So I mean, although I did okay, and, and you'll see that it was it was it was still played on the mind that Wijnaldum is someone that I am I was pretty obsessed with for the first two weeks. So yeah, it was a bit of a kick in the teeth. But we'll just go through uh, quickly my bench who blanked. So David Marshall two points, um, Scotland who went out out Dumfries again a one point. Actually played half the game, which was so so irritating. Um, but I mean. We know what happened to Yarmolenko. Um, I mean, a blank there, similar to your uh, Malinowski. It was quite a dull performance from Ukraine, actually. Um, and Ricardo Rodriguez, who, um, who, yeah, I mean, conceded. So two points there, but focusing more on my first team. So match day three, I was sort of trying to find those those differential gems who. Who you know who who needed to be given a chance. So again, Toloi, we got the lineups from Italy. So six points there from Toloi, uh, a goal from Mela, similar to you, Max. Um, so yeah, uh, Gosens, one point. Kevin De Bruyne, six points. Uh, Chiesa, three. Obviously, bit bit annoyed about Chiesa, obviously, as you said, because we know what happened the following week. But he just looks totally different in comparison, in terms of this week to last week, totally different player, I thought. Um, so moving on to Gnabry. Again, quite poor um, in a in a tough game against um, a tough game against Hungary. Actually, 
uh, Malin. So he was one of the, 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 the options I tried to be clever with. One of those Netherlands players that didn't quite play much first team. So was due a chance in there. He got an assist, so not too bad. Uh, Moreno, again, assist, got a chance uh, like I thought he would on the obviously rotation sort of roundabout for match day three. Uh, but only an assist there, uh, and Bolo just the two points. So, in terms of captaincy, um, it was it was a tough it was a tough week match day three, and it was a tough week in general. So, sort of all my hopes and prayers were down to, well, out of three players, Gosens, Kai Havertz, and Gnabry, and obviously I did really fancy. We talked about this a lot, didn't we? And I really fancied uh, Havertz against the sort of like. I, I, well, I was, was going to say low block, the hungry part, but there was no low block. Block, it was just all pure fight from Hungary. So maybe I got a little bit lucky there in terms of the way Hungary tactically, you know, ta- tactic-wise set up. So, I mean, fourteen points from Havertz. So he was he pretty much saved saved my week. So it was a fifty-eight point week, um, which I was quite happy with. And following on from the sixty-nine points from match day two. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of in terms of points, I was quite happy with that, considering I did miss out big players like Wijnaldum and, and and all that other stuff. And so moving on to match day four, which which is now, which is obviously we we know it's the last sixteen. Um, we we put our uh, we put our teams together, and let's hear your lineup, Max, for match day four because we didn't uh, hear it on last week's pod, did we? No, so I'll, yeah, I'll go through the lineup first, and then I'll obviously say uh, the points. So I've got Stefanenberg in goal, uh, Spinazzola in defence, with um, Dumfries, Miley, and Benucci. I had originally Ramsey, um, Genie, Ronaldum, and De Bruyne, and then up top I had Immobile, Depay, and Benzema. So yeah, if I go through my team in terms of points, so. Stecklenburg, I mean, I, like many people would have done, um, just looking at the fixture, you thought, you know, this is going to be a game where Netherlands can perhaps do some damage, and, and mm. it was just completely not the case. And Stecklenburg, yeah, two points, didn't get a clean sheet. I had Spinazzola, who got me a assist, so I was a bit lucky there. Um, Miley, who was kind of, he's been my, you know, staff performer, kind of, he got the clean sheet and a goal. Fortunately, against Wales, Lewis. But uh, I know. <laughs> yeah, um, twelve points though, which was very good. And he's two, you know two game two match days in a row now where he's he's got a goal. Um, oh, he's been amazing, hasn't he? Melee. Yeah. I mean, what he's a jam. Been, he's, he's been he's been very good. And then I've had Dumfries, so he of course he got zero points. <laughs> so I subbed him out, and I um brought Pau Torres in now he got me three points he did get an assist but because he then you know the game was a bit crazy against yeah. Croatia so he then conceded to so um overall yeah three three points um and then if I go to my midfield so Ramsey yeah you know the score of that game it was yeah. just it didn't happen so he had got me two points so I subbed him out for Sarabia um he got me seven points so he got a goal and I thought he could have got a bit more. I thought he was quite lively, to be honest. He really um, was, yeah. Yeah, he was. He was a good. He was a good pick, and I think that's one. Yeah, no, I'm going to keep him on my team. Probably also because I haven't got a choice about keeping him. On my team. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then if I go move on to my other midfield player, so Genie, uh, two points. 
yeah, but I felt the sending off didn't impact Netherlands. Um, but either way, this, you've got to look at Czech Republic, and they did play well. Quite a structured, you know, structured team. Um, then if Kevin De Bruyne, you know, he'd come off injured on the 48th minute, so it was a bit frustrating. Is what it is. Take it. Uh, Memphis Depay, another, you know, another Netherlands asset. Mm. Um, yeah, two points. So you you can see as as we're going through this team, you know, I've got currently two returns. Well, three if you count the Torres assist. Then I had a Mobile. So I originally, you know, put the captain on him. And he got me two points, so frustrating again. And then you go to the Benzema. So he was kind of my little little saviour, as probably most people that had him in their team. Uh, that And any person, any people that had many Netherlands players, I think they would have been in a slightly similar position as me going into this, you know, that game against mm-hmm. Switzerland. So, yeah, he got me captain with 20 points, obviously, the two goals. Um, so, yeah, cur- currently I sit on 56 points and I've got Forsberg to play against Ukraine. Now, I did have a goalkeeper on the bench, but it was Johnston. And I knew he wasn't going to play for England, but I just had him in. It was more because of finances. I just put him in there for a four million goalkeeper to, to kind of attack the other players because I thought, I just thought Stecklenburg would keep a clean sheet to be yeah. honest. And yeah, it wasn't the case. So yeah, sitting on fifty six points, um, not ideal, but you know we can see what Forsberg does in this in this game tonight, and uh, hopefully, yeah, some some form of return. So in terms of rank, where 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 are you at then? I am on 124k. So, yeah, around 124. I could give you the exact number, but yeah, 124k. Um, so yeah, it's, I mean, what what we're talking? There's 3.75 million players. So it's it's not um, it's not awful, but it's not that good either. I mean, it's kind of my first, as we know, my first game it was quite a good game mm. um, game week, and then it's kind of the second match day two wasn't very good, and then I've got you know match day 352 round of 1656. It's kind of average from there on. So. You know, I need I need Forsberg really to, to do something this game to, tonight, and also I need to, you know, go into the round of sixteen with the best kind of team. So yeah, not ideal, but yeah, we we're, we're moving on, and I can hopefully um make some changes that can impact my team. Really interesting the rank that you're at, and also really interesting the week that you're having because obviously, I'll tell I'll obviously I can tell you why um, as soon as we go through my team. So. I lined up with with obviously the the the, the same um, the same thoughts the same sort of thought process the same ideas that um, I think a lot of people um, sort of you know came up with in regards to building a team for uh, for the round of sixteen. Obviously, we all we all stocked with, you know we all stocked up on the French we all stocked up on the the Dutch you know so I think a lot of a lot of how my week when it was it was based on those favourites getting knocked out and obviously you'll see why. So uh, Donnarumma, um a little bit of a blow actually, um the double Italian defence. I mean the week actually started off badly, didn't it, with the Italy game? It did. I mean, because I you know, as I said, you saw with my team, I double banked on the, you know, I had the Benucci and Spinazzola and of course going mm. into that game, you know, they haven't conceded a goal and then <laughs> At the time, I, I mean, I did have the goalkeeper, so arguably I did double defence before. But yeah, we, I think we both had the mindset of, you know, Italy, Italy could, you know, should keep another clean sheet mm. against Austria. I think, obviously, when that Austria goal went in, ugh, it, I think I think what worried me the most was extra time. I think when that game went into extra time, that was the point that I started worrying for Stecklenburg 
um, not Stackelberg, sorry, Don Rummer and Spinozola. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Don Rummer, he 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 blanked. We know that he got two points. Uh, Moreno, I'll start him with my bench. Moreno didn't even play. Um, so, I mean, that was a kick in the teeth because obviously looking forward, we need all the starting players we can get. So Moreno, straight away, uh, an issue. Um, Dumfries, uh, obviously kicked out. Gareth Bale, similar to Ramsey. Um, Wales just weren't at it at all. I'm not going to run about Wales because it, it could take a long time. It was so, so, so poor. Um, and for the first 10 minutes, we look, we look like the better team, but I mean... 10 minutes and you know after 10 minutes it's like we lost sort of the the bit the ability to keep up with Denmark but um but yeah so Bale blanked uh, I then brought in Stackenberg who obviously you know uh, conceded two so he just got the two points against the Czechs and then I mean Melee, I think the only good thing to come out of that Wales and Denmark game for me uh, was Melee. I mean, he's just so good, isn't he? For four point five for a starting price of four point five million. I mean, what a player he's been. Yeah, he's so atta- he's attacking, and of course, this tournament, you know, he's got got a couple of goals, and the way he's getting forward as well, it's it's quite for that. Like you said, for that price, and of course, you know, the position Denmark are in. Normally, you would have that sort of price as a player to kind of as a more of an enabler to try and get other players in more that are more expensive, whereas. He's he's doing better than the more expensive players, so yeah, very good uh, valued asset. Exactly, and I mean, moving on to Kim Beppe again. We know what happened with France; they got kicked out. They also conceded three. Um, Gosens tonight against Germany. I mean, I don't even know why I started him because I mean, I brought off Dumfries. Uh, he got zero points to bring Gosens on. And he gets zero as well. So um, again, unlucky or. Silly decision to have Gosens in the team anyway. And Parardi didn't feel like he had much luck against Austria at all. I mean, he, he didn't even look that good. Annoying that Chiesa comes on and, and scores, you know, after after being in the match day uh, free squad. But, um, but yeah, quite poor uh, for me, Parardi. Kevin De Bruyne, I mean, I mean, talk about bad luck. You know, he gets one point and he gets injured as soon as the second half of his start. So, I mean, it's already, you know, it's it's just a constant downhill uh, sort of slope, uh, my team for this week. Wijnaldum brought him back and conveniently gets kicked back out. So, I mean, the story story of story of this campaign. Um, Depay, again, similar. Just weren't at the, uh, at the races against the Czech Republic. They just seemed strong. They seemed like they, they knew uh, what, what to do to stop the Dutch and... I mean, yeah, it's 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 hard to talk about it because it's obviously it's it's gone now. But you know, teams like France and Netherlands, it should be, you know, they should be cruising past these sort of teams, shouldn't they? I mean, yeah. And then obviously Benzema, so captain and Benzema again. For me, I think captain choices have been really good. I mean, I don't know about yours. I think I put out a post on Twitter last night, you know, saying I I managed to get seventy two points um, from captain. See, there was a lot of uh, low score captaincy results that came back to me in terms of feedback on that post and you know 50s 60s and, and, and stuff Mine like is that low. I mean I've got Lukaku in, in match day one we've got 20 I've got four from Mbappe match day two four from Sajid Gnabry match day three and then 20 from Benzema so you know that's what's that you know it's not good it's 48 mm. so 
that you can see there where I'm losing some points straight away. I think yeah. So I mean, in terms of captaincy, it it's 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 been great for me. It's been really good for me so far this this Euro campaign. We'll have a general discussion about the Euro campaign in a bit. So so currently uh, forty eight points, which is and you'll be happy to know, and lower than you, you'll also be happy to know that the only player that I've got left is the same exact player that you've got. So there is no way that I can <laughs> I can beat you this week. Well, I think I'm pretty sure. Let me just uh, let me just check the league. Um, so I, I'm not going to ask your rank, Lewis, because you look like you've got exactly the same points as me. So <laughs> we've think... we have got when you said when you said we've got that you're 124k. I checked and it was 124k, and I was just sat there in just absolute. Sh- I mean, how how are we the same rank? Like, how? Yeah, how, I mean, I'm, how is that? possible you know how is that exactly possible? the same points exactly the same points i mean it's, it's just quite, bizarre isn't it? it is yeah you've got there's a there's let's just say there's a few combinations that need to go their way to have exactly the same score but <laughs> it makes it interesting for the round of 16 but um yeah i mean it's at least uh we we both will uh rise the same like you can't overtake me just yet <laughs> yeah so i mean in in terms of at this point beating you isn't sort of a major concern. It's it's getting green arrows overall, and obviously, the the only thing that would do that for me, I think, I'm not too sure. Um, obviously, because we know that we know that players, the casual players, or really clever players, have gone for Harry Kane. He scored tonight. Uh, I was close to Sterling. I pulled him out of my draft last minute. Um, upgraded, uh, a downgraded um, Sterling to Forsberg, who's playing tonight. So we yet to find out how that decision uh, went just yet. But I did upgrade um, Paul Torres to Kimbempe, so only a couple of points difference there. So not not well. Yeah, it was bad because obviously Paul Torres is still in the competition. So I think most players, casual players, will have Harry Kane. I think that's an issue. I think that's yeah. an issue for our. But rank, they won't have it? Forsberg, though, will they, Lewis? I don't think many casual players would have gone for Forsberg. No, I think it, again, it's important that Forsberg does well tonight um, for 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 me and for you, actually. Um, so yeah, that's my in terms of rank, one hundred twenty four k. I mean, I am not happy with that at all. Um, um, and that is because I mean, if if I was just a, if I was just like okay, I'll give this a go. I'll give. Um, Euro fantasy a go while while FPL you know is is on, is on a break. It wasn't that for me. It was sort of I would have fully embraced this, and I think you did too, didn't you? You, you took a I think you took a week breakish sort of thing, and then we started talking about it quite a lot. And then and obviously I, I would say that me and you have been both serious about uh, Euro fantasy, haven't we? Yeah, I wanted to similar to you in the sense that I wanted to start. I wanted to have a good go at the Euros because then obviously that can kind of that form arguably and it's I'm not, you can say form probably the wrong word but you know if you've had it done done well in the Euros it's kind of good going into FPL mm. you, you've got a bit of confidence you know um, but yeah I wanted to you know I took, took this quite quite seriously in terms of picking my players for me it's just you know I've got I've got a few captain of course I can look at each week where my captain choice didn't pay off. And you know, match day two, I was, I said to you, I was on the brink of captaining Kevin De Bruyne on the off chance. You know, that would have got me an extra ten points mm. instead of the four that Mbappe got. And same with Genie Wijnaldum, I got an extra thirteen. If 
if I got that right, so 23 straight there, but it's easy in hindsight to say I could have done this and that. But yeah, I think it, for me also, it's not ideal considering I started, I thought I started really well, uh, sent, you know, 74 points in match day one. It's just kind of... Uh, kind of plateaued in the middle of it and you know this this round of 16 i haven't done amazing either so i think it's a yeah we need a strong finish definitely and what i mean to break it down a little bit and and to make us both feel a little bit better 124k isn't great uh it's it's not it, well it's not great but it's it's the top three percent in the world so when i say it like that it sounds a lot better doesn't it well, yeah, because, it, you know, how many players play, um, if you're looking at it from an FPL perspective, it's probably, it's better than where I where I finished probably, you know, previously. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not too bad. I mean, but there's still, I think with the Euros, there's still quite a lot of room for improvement because as we've seen, you know, there's can be quick changes. And of course, it's quite short, you know, it's not like a 38-week long uh, you know, Premier League. It's quite short. So, of course, obviously, so we can make some, Yes, some improvements still. Yeah, so uh, we're both 124k. So I think it's just bizarre how we're both 124k. It's so mad, isn't it? But um, but yeah, I mean the same exact rank. It's it's nuts. But again, so if we just focus on match day, sorry, if we just yeah, if we just focus on obviously match day five now, which is the quarterfinals. Um, I mean just looking at my team is making me pretty upset so I mean it must be similar to you if you've got similar rank and made similar decisions to me I mean how is how many first of all how many players have you got going into quarterfinals without any transfers okay let's have a look so I've got Immobile in I've got Sarabian Kevin De Bruyne, but he's arguably injured. Mm. But I think he looks okay from the way he was walking off the plane. Yeah, I think so. So we've got one, two, three. I've got Forsberg, if he goes through. So that's four. I've got Spinozola, five. Um, Male, six. Torres, seven. Power Torres. And Benucci, eight. <laughs> so I've got... I don't count Johnston because he's just like, you know, he doesn't play. Pickford's going to play. And I, as yeah. I said... It was looking back in hindsight, it's probably a wrong decision to on on the wild card bring taking bringing him in. But either way, so yeah, and so I've got yeah, I've a lot of players going out. I've got Benzema, Depay, Genie, Wijnaldum, Stecklenberg, Ramsey, Dumfries. So you know, <laughs> six players leaving leaving the tournament, and you know how many transfers mm. there are. So I I will be able to field you know I will be able to field an an eleven with it, but I it's it's, it's going to be it's it's a tricky. Uh, tricky task and arguably my team's in a little bit it's teams in tatters Lewis teams in tatters <laughs> well talking of tatters um, I've got Benzema gone uh, Depay gone I've got Vinaldum gone um, I've got Gareth Bale gone I've got Dumfries gone I've got Stacklenburg gone I've now got Goose Gosen's gone and I've got Kim Bempe gone so that's eight players already that don't make the quarterfinals now. Obviously, you know eight. You know it, it, that's basically I've got seven players. So I've got more players that have left my team than what I've got. Um, on top of that, I've got Forsberg tonight. So if he goes out, we're talking. Um, we're talking some hits. We're talking some major damage to this team, and even more, even more funny to listeners probably. 
is the fact, obviously, that Moreno didn't play. So he's an he's. I just don't think he's a star. He's not a star, is he? I mean, against. I just don't think he starts. And then you're looking at what nine players, ten if if Forsberg. So that's five. You could say the same with Paul Torres because he obviously come off the bench. You know, well, bloody hell, he doesn't yeah. need to start Paul Torres, does he? It's, what's that? Two, two assists and two. He has Games got two assists, the, yeah, but either way, I mean, <laughs> you want some players that are starting, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's not good for looking at our teams going into the you know the quarterfinals, but arguably, you know, a lot anyone that's on you know FPL Twitter and people that are looking at the Euro Fantasy quite um, avidly and focused on it, I think many will be in the same position. Mm. A lot of people would have gone heavy on Netherlands, heavy on France. I think a lot of people have got that isn't just my problem, you see. Obviously, the fact that I've not got many players starting next week is a major problem. But what additional to that, we, we're also looking at uh, a lot of other players having play having really good options already. So if we take you, for example, you've got Sarabia, who, who I think is a great, great um, target for the, for the quarterfinal, sorry. So He's a fantastic target. You've also got a lot of people on Twitter with uh, Danish um, assets who, again, uh, great, great uh, picks for going into the quarterfinals. So it's it's for me, it's not just about having the players. It's having not fantastic options. Because if you look at three out of the potentially six, seven starting players that I've got, they're playing Belgium, you know. They're, they're, they're That's playing, the tricky thing, isn't it? You know, and, yeah. We're looking at uh, looking at the players we have got, and you know, we could be talking more players going out. I mean, if if Belgium beat um, if Belgium beat uh, you know it, uh, Italy, then that's another three players that are gone, and suddenly I'm. <laughs> mm. We're down to even you know hardly any players at all. So it's it's. Looking at who you're going to transfer in for the quarterfinals is a difficult one because, of course, you've got to look at. Well, I I originally looked at where all my money's where all my money is, and the, obviously Benzema, Depay, Ramsey, Genie, and Aldum. They're the players I want to take out. That would t- take that will give me a that would be a minus four. Um, but all that money, I want. I'm thinking, okay, I want to get you know big players in from from other sides. You know, perhaps I've re- reintroduced Lukaku. And then, but then it's we've got the risk of if I who do I hope to win because either way I'm going to be in trouble. Um, so it's very difficult at this point in the competition. But we know that because it's you know it's knockouts. Yeah, I mean it, it's a tough one because unlike um, a few people, well, it seems to be absolutely billions of people now that are just coming out of the woodwork with wild cards, which is slightly uh, obviously making me a bit jealous and. I mean, I love. Wouldn't you love a wild card right now? I mean, with the options available for for obviously the quarterfinals. Definitely so. I think it, if I had a wild card right now, I'd start. I would. I'd be thinking. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna definitely bring in a few, few England players because I think originally going into the tournament, I think I, I've I had I had Kane at one point, mm. but I think from a defensive point of view, you know, we have you know England haven't conceded a goal now and and. If we haven't conceded a goal against Germany, you could argue, on you know, on paper, we 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 shouldn't really concede against Sweden, Ukraine, and then even then, you look at 
I know you can't really look at it like that because you've seen in these tournaments, you know, you wouldn't argue, you wouldn't expect France to against you know Switzerland, but mm. it's um, with a wild card right now, you could you could have your pick of the bunch, and unfortunately, both of us don't have one. <laughs> I think looking at the because obviously we don't know what which sort of way we're going into yet. You know, we've got a game left, we've got a couple of days to sort of review. Um, I've got a really good article coming out actually on some great options. So if we just go through some of them now, but firstly, the path in which the countries are going to take, uh, like you said, England have a really, uh, really nice fixture at the next game. And it's not just about the path, it's about the form of England because England look really, really good defensively. They haven't conceded a goal since the, the, the tournament began. So, I mean, you've you've got you, I mean you've got to fancy them and, and the fact that they play Ukraine and Sweden and and then potentially um go on to play obviously you know Denmark or Czech Republic in in what this the semi-finals I mean that's I mean that's a dream tie for in, in terms of targeting players isn't it I mean you, you you've got to be looking at England and thinking okay because we're allowed five players per team now you've got to be looking at England and thinking I you know I want at least three four of those players you I mean the majority of your starting 11 could potentially be you know well less than well 40 percent of your starting 11 your your team could potentially be England players and you'd be quite happy with that wouldn't you yeah I mean while we look at like like I said just then you know I don't want to look at too much of the fixtures because sometimes it can be like we saw against uh, with the France Switzerland game, but mm. at the same time, looking at it and looking at previous performance, you know what can you base your decisions on the previous games and the stats and what's just what's just what we've seen against Germany in the previous games? Yeah, England England got the better fixtures, and you want to um, arguably they have a better likelihood, even if they do concede, they've got a better. I still think they've got a better chance of. They, there's more, there's less uncertainty picking England players than there is picking you know Belgium Italy players. So mm. if you were gonna Especially if you're going to spend, you know, a lot of money on a certain player, I'm definitely, you know, Sterling now. He's got, he scored again, and and now I think he's one of those players where I feel Southgate's going to definitely. I don't, I don't think he feels like he's going to take him out. I think if any player's yeah. going to be, oh shifted, no, it'd be Saka probably. I mean, Saka, yeah. I felt played played quite well today. I mean, he drifted a little bit out of the game against. You know, against Germany, I think that was only because perhaps the lack of service. But I think you could say the same about Kane because I was talking to you about it in the game, and I was like, you know, what well, Kane doesn't look, and then suddenly obviously grabs a goal, but he went a bit quiet during the game. I think it was Sterling that looked like the standout player that was really kind of driving the attack, making runs, linking up play, and he kind of led to led to one led to the goal. So he is one player that I'm looking at using my money from the players I'm taking out mm. to to get in. Um, I mean, for me, again, like you said, um, Sterling, I'd be looking at Sterling. I'd be looking at, I mean, maybe not. I mean, in terms of a wild card, you'd be looking at sort of players like Pickford, uh, maybe even Shaw. Um, yeah, Harry, got a nine-pointer. Yeah, Harry Kane, Harry Kane, Sterling, Shaw. I think they'd be my uh, my main three players, knowing that they all, you know, knowing that they'll all probably play. I don't see Shaw being dropped now. Um I mean, in in terms of other uh, teams, obviously the, the the Danish have a nice, a couple of nice cheap options. Um, you know, they have obviously Damsgaard um, in, in midfield. They have obviously uh, Dahlberg at, at front who scored a, a brace. Obviously, we know they event their path eventually lies 
to England. But obviously, we get more and more, uh, you know, more and more chances as we go along. And, and, and Spain, another um, another team that have a pretty pretty good fixture next game against Switzerland, who concede a lot of goals actually. So, I mean, for, for me, England and Spain are the other players that I would be focusing on. Yeah, I'm in a similar mindset. I think, and one player that I feel could be kind of, you could argue maybe in previous weeks he's he was more of a dif- differential. But looking, you know, Morata, of course, Morata, and he was getting all that criticism in the media, mm. and he was, you know, because he, of course, he wasn't doing very well, and he's got that goal now, and he looked very, he, he played really well. Yeah, he did actually in the previous game. So he might he might use that as kind of you know some confidence to really mm. go go ahead, and, and I don't think he'd be. Uh, he'd be, you know, I think he'd be starting. So yeah, and he is like in my article is... actually. Sorry, oh, is um, it? Yeah, yeah, well... he he makes it. He makes it. Um, along with um Sarabia, who who you've already gotten, and and Laporte, and obviously Laporte for me because that Spanish uh, defense is just so rotational at the moment, isn't it? With with, with obviously, um, you know, Alba not not starting, and then he came on and. It's just a bit all over the place. Paul Torres and Garcia uh, constantly rotated, and I think the only mainstay in that team is Laporte. Um, so I mean, he's quite costly. But if you look at your funds, um, they should be quite good because a lot of the expensive assets obviously go out of the tournament have, have been out yeah, kicked out. Point. So I mean, that some of the best options are the cheapest options. You know, like Sarabia. Um, obviously, Sterling is quite cheap. You know, in terms of a, 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 a you know getting a premium out you know like obviously while while Naldum he's I think he's similar or just lower price and again Dumfries a costly uh, costly defender um, so I mean yeah the, the the options are pretty straightforward I feel going into next week and it's just obviously how many hits do you take and in terms of hits I'm quite happy to take hits um and a lot of people on Twitter, we, I was having a discussion with some people on Twitter and, and there were a lot of people felt that they would struggle to make that four-point hit back. But would they? I mean, if you're picking an England player, you're pretty confident they, they you know, they they do well. Um, in, in Not just the next fiction, you know, pushing forward. But again, surprises with France and, and obviously the Netherlands has, has obviously pushed people to think in that way. Um, but yeah, I'm going to stay strong. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to obviously at least aim for a starting eleven, not necessarily a bench, uh, because obviously that might be a little bit of a push for me at the end of tonight. Um, anything, anything more you want to add to this pod, Max? Before we, uh, before we finish there, I just hope it's going to come home. I've just got hope, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I had to fit that in there one, one way yeah. or another as an England fan. But yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's been a very entertaining tournament and. Um, hopefully, yeah, some of our players that we bring that we do bring in actually stay in the tournament. But I think at this point of the tournament, you know, you've got to, it's got to accept that you're going to have you're going to struggle maybe. But then saying that, you know, I was just going to say we've struggled to fill players, but we're going to get mm. more transfers as each round goes, as we know. Yeah. So we've got to think of the positives as well. So I mean, even if we didn't take, even if we didn't field eleven this week, we could potentially field eleven next week. With the five uh, extra transfers, well, I mean, if we, if you're clever and you're getting England and Spanish players in, they probably go into win the next rounds. I know if we said that about Netherlands and and, and and France, but 
I'm not going to start thinking the opposite way just because of a couple of upsets. I'm still going to keep thinking the same way. Obviously, spread the risk. Um, I'm not saying don't, but I'm, I'm just... Obviously, I feel that England will go through and I feel that Spain will go through as well. So, I mean, if, if you're buying players for them next week, you, you could buy five more players that aren't Spanish and English and then have a full 11. So, I mean, if we're urgently trying to get 11 together, I don't think we should worry too much um, and take hit, loads of hits because obviously we get uh, additional transfers next week, but obviously limited options that, that could obviously be the opposite sort of argument to that. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of the, the pod, that's where we'll we'll end. Um, the same rank, which is nuts, uh, the same player tonight. Again, a bit weird, but also we've got a couple of good rounds ahead of us and, and obviously um, a lot of options, to be honest. You know, there's still quite a lot of options. There's still, you know, a good few countries in, involved and a lot of good differentials. So plenty of time to make gains and plenty of time to, uh, you know, Exactly. Again, 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 ranking those um, private leagues as well. So, obviously, it's good catching up with you, Max, and um, we'll we'll speak again next this time next week. Yeah, good to catch up, Lewis, and I'll see you next time. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. See you later.